Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. everyone. It's Amanda Rieger Green. Welcome to Soul Sessions. Today I have an exciting guest, Vernon Mahabal. Vernon is a palmistry expert, founder and director of the Palmistry Institute in Los Angeles. He's given thousands of readings, various lectures. He's also authored four books on palmistry, his latest book being Talk to the Hand, which is very cheeky, double entendre. I love that. Vernon contributes his expertise in a variety of ways. He shows up in interviews, contributes, and really is paving the way to bring this ancient science of palmistry in an accessible way and an informed way into our hands, so to speak, into our hands. So without further ado, Vernon, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Will you will you start out by telling us about the history of palmistry? I I know it's an ancient science, but what are its roots? Where are the origins of palmistry? Oh, that's a great question. The origins of palmistry are millions of years old. (laughs) Actually, a little bit more updated. The earliest palmistry text is dated to 3100 B.C. And that's called the Hast Samudraka Shastra in Sanskrit. And it's the scripture from India. And it was written by a great sage named Garga Rishi. And this is the earliest text on palmistry that we can find. So it's about 5,000 years old. And that was the first text that was actually written down. So that's 5,000 years old. Samudraka Shastra means the science of understanding the hand through astrology. Samudra actually means a sacred science. So the ancient cultures actually saw palmistry and astrology as very uh, necessitous to societies and civilizations uh, culture and upkeep, really. But as long as human beings have been on the planet, palmistry has been around. <laughs> so in fact, Western astrology was brought down by a great a sage and rishi named Shukadev Goswami, and he taught 
the Western aspects of astrology. So sometimes it's kind of, you know, given to humanity. Sometimes human beings, we kind of research it and figure it out as we go along. But it's always been part of, of the culture of great civilizations, Egyptians, Greeks, Romans, and then, of course, going back to the Incans and the Olmecs and the, the great societies, they all revered astrology and palmistry. Wow. Thank you for that. How did you get in, how did you get interested in palmistry? Where was where was the knock on the door and the answer for you to to respond to that calling? Interestingly, I, I saw a book in high school when I was 17 years old on palmistry. <laughs> And I started reading it and I started, uh, I was actually very intrigued by it. And I was in Maryland at the time in high school and I was reading different people and my friends would say, hey, just stick to baseball. (laughs) They thought I was a little crazy, but I kept reading it and I kept being intrigued by it. I thought it was very interesting. At the same time, I was very, very involved in the rock and roll world. I was doing sound for bands. I was roadieing. I was booking gigs for bands. And at the same time, I was reading the hands of all these like rock rock and roll people. <laughs> and and probably of, blowing of, their minds. I would say too, I'm most certain that when you do readings, people say, wow, how did you know that? And you say, well, this line connects here. And, and so I'm sure, you know, really astounding people with what's defined on their palms and also in their hearts and souls. No, absolutely. In fact, I, I've had many rock and roll people over the years just ask me, what kind of music should I go into? What's my genre? And of course, you know, will I be famous? That type of thing. And I, I actually kind of got sick of the business world of music. and right. But I always kept my door open to read hands. And it just became my passion. So that's actually my goal to help other people to find their passion. I found my passion. I love what I do. And my goal is to help other people to understand what they're born to do. Yes. And, and you I, do that a lot through the Palmistry Institute, where yes. you host space for students of palmistry to go out and carry on this work, much like astrologers. Absolutely. My goal as a palmist or as a director of the Palmistry Institute is to bring credibility to this very dignified science. As I said, it's been, it's been used in the ancient world for thousands and thousands, millions of years, really. And it's only in the United States that palmistry and astrology have not been given the, the credibility that are in other countries. In fact, even in Europe, Europe has a culture of astrology and palmistry and psychic ability. And of course, so does India and Tibet like that. So the Eastern world and Europe have a culture of these dignified sciences. So my institute exists to bring that credibility to America. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and and thank you for paving the way and also debunking some of the superficiality around it. Oh, it's Halloween. Let's get my palm red. <laughs> you know, I mean, that because there there is that that element, but you're taking it deeper. 
you're revitalizing its ancient origins, but in our Western culture where we may not understand it. And a lot of things that we don't understand, you know, are great opportunities for us to get curious. And and I think so many of our listeners will be curious today. So let's start in diving into the hands by talking about the correlation between astrology and the palm, the fingers. What is the overlap Absolutely. and how do those two create a dialogue? You know, interestingly enough, I remember when I started this process of learning palmistry in, let's say, the middle to the late 80s, uh, sometimes I would be at a party or an or some somebody would ask me, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" And I would say, "I'm a palmist." And most of the most of the responses was, "What's that?" And when I would explain it, I would say, "Well, you know, it's like being an astrologer." And people would say, "Oh, you make a living from that?" <laughs> but absolutely, after, after 2000, the year of 2000, and especially after 2012, astrology and palmistry have become mainstream. Now, if I say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a palmist," people will say, "I want to get my hand read." I want to know what my future is, that type of thing. So palmistry, numerology, astrology, all these psychic sciences have become mainstream. So people are looking to these metaphysical sciences to try to understand who they are, because there is now a resurgence of spiritual uh, movement in our culture in America. And I love what I'm saying. Yes, me too, because I find it for me personally, and Stephen Forrest talked about how Carl Jung would want someone's natal data, their birth chart, before yes, he yes. accepted them as a patient, because it was part of how he could treat them, how he could psychoanalyze them to show up. And I know for me personally today, if I have a therapist or a counselor and they have knowledge of any ancient tradition, be it numerology, palmistry, astrology, I know that they're going to be able to look at into the deep aspects of my soul and then my current situation and help me to navigate looking at where my opportunities are, where my roadblocks are, where my destiny is and how I can better fulfill that destiny and find happiness, find meaning. And that ultimately comes back to what so many people are searching for right now is meaning. This mm. element of why am I here? What is my purpose? And what does it all matter? So there's this deep seeking and searching and tools like palmistry, ancient tools, are these beautiful support systems to help reveal ourselves and heal ourselves to be able to evolve and also just create happiness. It is true. This human form of life is ultimately meant for self-realization. That's the goal of this human form of life. It's, it's very rare to get a human body. Uh, we may see that there's 6 billion people on this planet, but there may be 6 billion entities on our front lawn. <laughs> so the human form of life on this planet is there for self-realization. It's, it's there for trying to understand what is my purpose in life? Who is God? And the, the ancient Vedas and the book that most people are familiar with with the Vedas is the Bhagavad Gita. And the Bhagavad Gita states that this human form of life is meant for inquiring about the purpose of life. It's called in Sanskrit, Atato Brahma Jignasha. It means in Sanskrit, okay, I have a human form of life after many billions of births in this material world. What am I doing here? What's the purpose of life? That then one becomes a human being. Otherwise, 
if if someone does not inquire atato brahma jignasha, then it would have been better for them to be an animal because an animal can eat better, sleep better, mate better. But the human form of life is meant ultimately for God realization. And that's what we're here for. And these sciences, such as palmistry, astrology, numerology, they can help us to understand our the real goal into ultimately living our life purpose and ultimately becoming free from this material tabernacle. Christ said once, live in the world, but don't be of it. And that's really what will make us happy. What will make us happy is to live our life purpose in the material world, but not be attached to, to this material world. And we're happy when we're free from lust and greed and envy and anger. That's when we're happy. When the soul is free from the desires to overtly enjoy this material world, they become humble, they become tolerant, they become merciful. And that's when we become alive. We don't become alive by having a lot of, you know, too much money, a lot of sex, a lot of drugs. We don't become happy that way. We become happy by devotion, giving service to others, being of service to others, giving our love. And there's a Sanskrit verse that says, Nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam. It means that love has nothing, nothing to take. It only has to give. Our soul is composed of what's called in Sanskrit, satchit ananda. It means that we're eternal, we're full of knowledge, and we're happy. We're always joyful. And when we're in that position, we will have no suffering. And then we'll only want to give to others. And that's that. our soul is not just a ball of energy. We have a form. We have an eternal form. And that eternal form is completely con- composed of devotion and love. And that's the ultimate goal of astrology and palmistry, to point someone in the direction of how to give up the desire to become attached to this material world. Yes. And, you know, and then as you're speaking, I'm also thinking of Buddhism, the middle way, the alleviation of suffering or craving and aversion and finding that middle way, which is this freedom and wearing the world like a loose garment, you know, being in the world, but not of the world. And and that can take lifetimes to attain. But these kind of tools can can help us to progress, to advance, to find that freedom, that love, that all conscious, expansive, unconditional love that we get in those mystical transcendent moments and grounded in to become more substantial, more regular, any way you want to look at it. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So tell me, let's dive into astrology and palmistry and and what we see in the hands i know you have you have images of my hands and and i know my natal astrology quite well but i can imagine there's some correlations but go ahead and give us some examples and you're welcome to use my hands as an example or however you see fit well you know you're holding up your hands like this and uh, i always like to tell my students uh, when i'm giving a lecture that actually People don't even know, even astrologers don't really know that palmistry is a brother or a sister to astrology. When I'm looking at a hand, I'm looking at an astrological chart. All the signs and symbols relate to the houses, relate to the the signs, and of course, the planets. And I always like to say that actually, if you look at your fingers, we have 12 segments in our fingers, three on each finger, 12 together. And those are the signs, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, like that. So just on our fingers are signs. And of course, on the palm itself, the palm proper, these are where the planets are. And so, okay, so I- the fingers, the four fingers, not the thumb, the four fingers and the three segments in each of them, three times four is 12. That's <laughs> that space you're referring to. Those correlate with the house systems. And then the palm correlates with the planets. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. And at the, at the same time, I want everybody to hold up their hands like this. Keep the fingers close together and kind of look at them. Look at your palm with your in, in front. Which finger is the longest between the index finger? We're only looking at the index finger and we're only looking at the ring finger. And if you hold up your hands like this in front of your face and you hold them straight, put them down on a table so that they're straight. Which finger is longest? One of these two fingers, either the index finger or the ring finger will be longer. So the index finger in, in astrology is also ruled by Jupiter, the planet of Jupiter. And the ring finger is ruled by the planet of the sun. And if your Jupiter finger or your index finger is longer than the sun finger, 
it means that the Jupiter energies are stronger, which means that you like growth in the world. Sometimes you may be ambitious. Sometimes you may be, be very goal-oriented. But you want control over your environment and your surroundings. If it's very long, you're a leader. You not only want control over your environment and surroundings, but sometimes you can control other people in a good way. You could be a director, a delegator, or you could be a boss or a CEO. And that's why, yes, when we yes. point to people, I'm, I pointing, want you my, to do I'm this. pointing my finger like a school marm. Yeah, I want you to do this. This is the finger of, of power, influence, and authority, Jupiter. Just like Zeus, his planet is Jupiter. So he's the king of the gods. So the king is, a, is the ruler. So when we're pointing, we're, we're saying, I want to have control over this situation. So if our Jupiter finger, our index finger is longer than our ring finger, it means that we are happy when we feel some influence or control over our environment or our surroundings. We feel happy when we're able to have autonomy we don't like people breathing down our neck telling us what to do. It doesn't mean we have to be a CEO, but at least we have to work in a department where they leave us alone and we can create our own niche. And what about the converse of that? What if the ring finger if the is ring longer? finger is longer, then you're going to see this on people like your Ozzy Osbournes and on the stage and screen. I always like to say that the, the sun finger or the ring finger is the finger of fulfillment. The most important thing about the ring finger being longer is that a person would rather have self-expression than just being in charge or in control. So we see a longer ring finger on people that want a career that gives them inner fulfillment or outer fulfillment, or they want popularity. So we do see it on people who are artists, musicians, dancers, etc etc so self-expression in a sense is more important than financial gain and why because the sun reflects the idea of self-expression when we open the window in the morning we see the sun it's like look at me look at me so a long ring finger will give a person attention and sometimes we see the ring finger almost rivaling the middle finger like this and when it's like this this is a person who's has a ton of charisma and magnetism. They're just attention getters. So I always tell my students that sometimes in the world of, of music, the mus musicians have the longer ring finger and their lawyers and managers have the longer Jupiter finger. <laughs> Makes sense. And, and when you understand that and then you marry it with your personality and what you strive for, the circles that you surround yourself, the career that you're, you've chosen, maybe it may not be your destiny or the, the one that's your finding fulfillment, but looking at those attributes can start to create clarity around your development and where, where we're going. My index fingers are longer than my ring fingers, but uh, all of that tracks for me and makes sense. I do. You're very goal oriented. I have very yeah. Goal yeah. Oriented. You're not materialistic. You're, you're very, very much a visionary. Your hand says you're very much a visionary, but you're also a practical visionary. Your hand says that you're very humanitarian. You have a great compassion for people. You like to go to sleep knowing that somebody helped the world. You read somebody read about somebody that helped the world or healed the world. So you have this inner desire to help people to move into greater self-awareness. Yet 
the ceremony of opposites in your hand is really interesting because at the same time, you're very practical, you're very organized, you're very good at making things move forward. So you're the practical visionary. And that's very rare. Thank you for that. Because I know in my heart and soul, I'm a humanitarian. I want to move the ball forward in humanity. And I love it when people, people's light up and are astounded with their innate abilities. There's nothing that brings me more joy, energy, and synergy. But when somebody realizes, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Yes, I feel good. Yes, this is what I want to do. Yes, I've got the talent. Whatever that that click is, that lights my fire. And it's very personal and yet it's universal. And so that makes sense. But I remember years ago, in my 20s, I was I was in a job, a review in a in a job and I was in healthcare. And my boss said to me, we were going through my review. And I, I, I typically know that I do well in leadership roles. I'm a, I'm people oriented. I'm inclusive. I encourage people. I, I knew those things about me. They were pretty hardwired. But she said to me, she said, Amanda, one of the things that you excel out exceptionally is you are extremely organized. And mm-hmm. I looked I looked over my shoulder and I mm-hmm. thought, who is she talking to? Does she know how scattered I am? And I said that to her. I said, Jane, do you think I'm really organized? She says, exceptionally so. She said, "You, it's like you conduct an orchestra. You use all the moving parts and you organize it, but it's almost poetic. And then when she started to speak to me that way and reflect it back, I was like, oh, I'm organized. I didn't realize it. I didn't recognize that attribute within myself until someone Amanda, reflected your, your it back. Hand says, Amanda, your hand says that you're very organized. You're good at planning, structuring, arranging things, and doing things systematically. So yeah. the organizational aspects can also be used for delegating and directing people. It is true. Venus is in such a beautiful area for you. And so you're a director of operations. You're excellent at directing, delegating. You're excellent at coordinating people. You are that person who can say, Matilda, you do this. John, you do this. You're a project organizer. It says in your hand, you're excellent at organizing events and, of course, doing what you're doing. But you are a people person. You you have excellent people skills. And one of your more, most powerful talents is being able to have intuition about people. You're quite intuitive about people. You understand people very, very well. And at the same time, you have an excellent sphere of being able to understand relationships with people. In fact, you can mix business with pleasure. You can take people to a restaurant or a a coffee shop and, you know, organize your podcast. So you have tremendous skills in uh, people management and at the same time being able to work with people and delegate and direct them. So it's very powerful. And so this is where your organizational skills really come to fore when you're planning and structuring your projects or, or an event. Yeah. And it, it make it very much tracks and makes sense, you know, as I better understand myself and my talents and where I can delegate, where I can trust. Let me ask you this. One of the things that I know comes up for people when we think about palms, we think about the lines on our hand and typical palmistry. Oh, I have this lifeline and it's very short or, you know, there's a, I don't, I don't know all the jargon, but I think about just the generic. It's it's the, I hear this all the time that, Oh, my lifeline breaks. Am I going to die early? Right. And actually the lifeline, uh, and that is this line that it 
curves around the ball of the thumb. And it's commonly called the lifeline, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the length of life. It's the second chakra. And in palmistry, it has everything to do with relationships and how many kids you're going to have. So it's, it's very misread. And I'd have to say very few palmists really understand what the lines have to do with. In my opinion, uh, the, the lines are not that important. I read the shape of the hand. I read the fingerprints. The fingerprints are one of the biggest aspects of uh, palmistry. In fact, all your entire life purpose is found in the fingerprints. Your last lives and, and your talents and abilities are found in the, in the fingerprints. Wow, um, that's so fascinating. Lines are not notes, really that important. Right. Lines are not that important. They're chakras. They're, they're chakras. the chakra system. Okay, yeah. so they're, the they, lines are correlated with the energy systems in our body. Yeah. But the fingers, which we all know that no two fingerprints are alike, even on exactly. identical twins. Exactly. But no two fingerprints are alike. And our fingerprints do not change, you know, unless something traumatic happens, obviously. But the fingerprints don't change over time, do they, Vernon? Never, no, never, never. So as far as a reading goes, different parts of our hands can change as far as the depth of the lines or the shape of the lines a little bit. Do the hands change over time when we, let's say, uh, evolve past some karma or grow through some karma? Speak to that a little bit. Absolutely. The details change, but the principles do not change. In other words, details change. The principles do not. Got it. So for instance, if, if, if someone is going to become an architect. You can tell on their hand when they're three years old if she's going to become an architect or an interior decorator or designer. The details may change. For instance, she may take, you know, five years to get to that career. But the principles, our destiny does not change. And this is why sometimes lines do change, but fingerprints don't change because our entire life purpose is in our fingerprints. And we can see that on the hands that actually we've had many, many billions of lives in this material world. And we only need to see two or three lives to figure out where a, uh, a person needs to go into, into this life because life is sim- simply a continuum. We're not this body. We are spiritual souls. This body is simply a dress. And you know, every 80, 90, 100 years, we get a new dress. We are spiritual souls. We have nothing to do with this body. We're just in it. And Martin Luther King said it really well. He said, we should look at the content of one's character. And we would say in the new age world, our consciousness is our consciousness advanced. You see, we, if we operate on the fact that we are pure spiritual souls, then we'll love people. We'll give them our care. They're the, we would see a completely different world if people realize we're not this body. People would act completely differently. But because people are thinking that their body, then what becomes important? Lust, greed, envy, avarice, attachment to this world is what breeds envy, you see. So these sciences like palmistry and astrology can help people to go back to what is their life purpose? What are they born to do? And ultimately, how to become loving, how to become merciful, how to become tolerant, how to become tolerant. On the hand, where do you find some of the information about what someone is born to do, their destiny, and then also how to become loving? Like, you know, I'm very curious. I'm like, okay, how I am a loving being, but I can also be 
snarky and angry, you know, <laughs> judgmental because I'm human. But so tell me, like, so where do I find that? I mean, obviously, Venus, you know, there's attributes with that. But give me some examples of how you read that in a palm. That's such a beautiful question. As an astrologer will tell you, nothing is seen in isolation. Just like, for instance, sometimes a person's son is in cancer, but that doesn't mean they're, you know, always going to do the things that Cancerians do. There's 12 signs, there's 12 planets, there's 12 houses. And of course, there's hundreds of fixed signs and nakshatras and there's asteroids and in the Vedic system, there's so many other different spheres. So the idea is nothing is seen in isolation. Everything is looked at in relationship to everything else. And then you have the science of the earth, water, fire, air, mind, intelligence, ego. And then even deeper than that is when you're looking at the subtle body, the mind, uh, the intelligence. And then even deeper than that is to look at the soul, which has absolutely nothing to do with this material world. And the soul is seen right in the center of the hand. But of course, the soul's is sending its, its message through in the entirety of the hand. Where do you find this? You have to look at everything. And sometimes it takes about, you know, for a seasoned astrologer or a palmist, it could take like an hour to look at everything. But nothing, again, is looked at in isolation. Everything in, is looked in relationship to, to everything else. And at the same time, the goal of what we want to do is help people to find out Hey, what am I born to do? What direction do I go into? How can I love my career so that I can, I can give that love to other people and do something good for people? You know, as they say, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life. And so the idea is when people enjoy their career and love their careers, they tend to want to help people and give back. And, yeah. you know, to quote Tony Robbins, the goal is to awaken the giant within. And when we can do that, then we start wanting to give back to people. We start wanting to bring out our care and our emotions and our, our, our romanticism about how life can be rather than how can I take more, you see? Yeah. And I, so, I love that yeah. the hands our hands, which we use daily and that are precious. We use for heavy lifting. We use to brush our teeth mm -hmm. for writing, for eating. They are such an integral part to our human framework, but they also are, are really this extension of our purpose and our meaning. Let me ask you this, you know, and the right and the left side of the body, of course, connecting with the hemispheres of the brain, the left hand connecting with the right hemisphere and right hand connecting with the left hemisphere. What do you find in, in correlations with the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and the hand? So the intuitive versus the more organized and logistical. Is that track with palmistry? Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. What do you find in, in correlations with the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and the hand? So the intuitive versus the more organized and logistical. Is that track with palmistry? Absolutely. Uh, the right hand deals with the left brain and vice versa. So I look to the left hand to see a person, person's emotions, their feelings. It's the inner self. The left hand has everything to do with the right brain. So the left hand talks about a person's inner life, who they are when they're by themselves. It talks about their deepest emotions, their deepest feelings, uh, what their desires are, what their inner needs are. It's kind of like in, a, in, West, in, uh, in Vedic astrology, Vedic astrology is based on the moon. So Vedic astrology is very much about the inner self and this more spirituality. Western astrology is based on the sun. So it tends to be more outer, outer directed. And so I look to the right hand, which is based on the, the left brain. I look at this hand to see what is a person's career? How do other people see this person? How do they move forward in this life? So there's both on, both on either hands, but, but generally in a technical way, the right hand deals with our outside world, our outer self, and the left hand deals with our inner self. And it's the same for a left-handed person. And the interesting thing about left-handed people is that they hear immediately their intuitions and they tend to run with their intuitions a lot more than us right-handers. Right-handers, we tend to get intuitions or inspirations or instincts and we tend to put them through the ringer of logic and reason. Well, I'm ambidextrous. So I, it's, I'm lucky. laughing. I am, I am left-handed. Which hand do you write with? I write with my left hand. I play then all of my sports with my, okay. So, and I play you're, all my sports with my right hand. If you're ambidextrous, the hand that you write with tends to be the hand that you, you really are. Got it. The interesting thing is I want to, I want to go back to what you were saying about hands before, because actually our soul, our spiritual soul is situated in the innermost core of our heart. According to the Bhagavad Gita, the soul is one ten thousandth the size of the tip of a hair when it's in this material world. So that means if we cut a tip of a hair in a hundred pieces and we cut one of those pieces into another hundred pieces, that's the size of the soul. But this soul, it's so powerful that it 
creates our life, but it's especially speaks through our hands. When people have life, when people have positive energy, when people are trying, you know, they love their, their passion of what they're doing, they'll use their hands. People that are much more cautious and careful, they keep their hands like this, or they keep them in the back, or they keep them in the pockets when talking to people. So a, a very optimistic and positive person will always be using their hands. Someone who's I, a little I talk bit, with my hands. I have since I came out onto the planet. I'm expressive. And yeah. I talk, I'm animated. It's, yeah. you know, and I've also learned to find time where I'm more reserved and I can pull back and it's not inauthentic, but more naturally I am expressive and it's, it's pretty obvious in my nature and my personality. Well, of course we, yes, exactly. And we find that when we're in our rooms by ourselves and we're just doing our stuff, we keep our hands close to ourselves. But when we're dealing with people, if a person is optimistic and positive, they will always be expressive with their hands. Sometimes you'll see that people who speak with their hands like this, they tend to be very exuberant. And people who speak with their hands closer like this, they tend to be more cautious and careful in their words and how they speak. But yeah. yes, our hands are a reflection of our soul. And a seasoned palmist can just tell by looking at someone's hands a lot about their character and a lot about their nature. Well, you nailed me with the the humanitarian aspect and then the visionary, but the practical visionary, that's that's very much at my essence and in my core. What I know today feels aligned. And when I'm in my joy, when I'm in my highest expression and also there's peace, there's joy and peace combined. It's it's just infinite. There's an infinite experience that happens with that. And your hand shows that when when you are working cooperatively with other people, you're in your element. You feel so happy. Your hand shows that from a previous life, you had excellent relationships with people and you enjoy working with people. And that's why in this life, you just love to network with people and talk to people. And so you have incredible people skills. So you're at your best when you're just like your podcast, it's directed towards people. But ultimately, what do you want to do? You want to elevate people's consciousness. You want to uplift them. You see? So you've got the practical aspects, and then you've got the idealistic visionary aspects. Yes. Wonderful. And it's fun, and it's fun to feel good. And are there things in my hand, I know, you know, that show that movement in the right direction? You know, are are there things that indicate or lines in the hand that say, Yes, you're right where you're supposed to be, or you're headed in the right direction. Absolutely. And that's what a palmist will will look at. We'll look at the talents and abilities that a person has. And of course, we'll look at, are they achieving them? Are yeah. they doing it? And wh- And if they're not, what's holding them back? Many times we see that people are, you know, you there, there is a, a video that my son was looking at a few years ago. It said, human beings are awesome. And it showed people who are on skateboards doing stuff and all kinds of interesting yeah. stuff. And I said, I said, you know, this is really what I see in people's hands. People are amazing. People are just yeah. incredibly gifted, but our society waylays us from bringing out these talents and abilities. Yeah. So we're operating at, you know, I use the term one-tenth of 1%. We're operating at such a, a small le- level of what we're able to do. And so when an astrologer or a, a palmist sees people's hands and what they're able to do, our yeah. job is to sometimes just give them positive reinforcement that, hey, you can do it. 
Yes. Astounding people with their innate abilities. And when you're talking, I think of that Patanjali quote, you know, from Patanjali, when we're inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary purpose, thoughts break their bonds, our mind transcends limitations, our consciousness expands in every direction. That's what comes to mind. And that's- Norman Vincent Peale once said, he said, "What, what the mind can conceive, one can achieve. Yes. And Srila Prabhupada said, impossible is a word in a fool's dictionary. I love that the palm and palmistry can speak to igniting these dormant forces. It's inspiring someone's meaning, helping them recognize they can ask questions. They can get curious. They can be skeptical. It's remembering to do that. And, you know, Vernon, I think about GPS and how we're so many of us and, you know, over the years have been conditioned to just put it in a, a GPS coordinate rather than stopping and asking somebody for directions yeah, and our, yeah. or using our intuition. You know what? I know it's over this way and it's on so-and-so street. Yeah. Let me head that way. And if I get thrown off, I'll stop and ask somebody or maybe I'll pull it up in my phone. And I do that all the time for my We've cognition, lost our humanness, our humanness and our curiosity, yeah. our ability yeah. to use our internal map, our internal our internet, our guidance system. And when that stuff comes back, our brains start firing and wiring. So I often play games. I do that stuff spontaneously and on purpose because I know that it's engaging me. It's grounding me. It's activating me. And I love that the palms, again, speak to one of these amazing resources, these ancient wisdoms that are accessible as a tool to ignite and inspire our destiny, our meaning, evolve our purpose, which hopefully, which hopefully for me, you know, Vernon comes back to the humanitarian of if there's enough of us doing this and doing the work, we can raise consciousness. We can create effective, sustainable change for this brave new world. Absolutely. And if if a person gets a reading by a qualified astrologer or palmist, right. if a palmist looks at someone's hand, they're actually looking into the deepest, deepest aspects of a person's metaphysical spheres, their soul. And when a person gets a reading, they feel empowered. They feel, wow. Yes. I'm bigger than this. You know, interestingly enough, I would say this is happens at 90% of the time. I'll tell somebody, oh, well, you know, maybe they could be 40 years old, 50 years old. I don't know, 30 years old. And I'll say, you know what? You should be an arborist or you should have been an arborist or, you know, you should have worked with trees or plants. And somebody will say, that's what I wanted to do after high school. But my parents tucked me out of it or the high school guidance counselor said I wouldn't make any money or they, you know. So we know inherently what we want. Our intuition tells us this. And if if we were to get validation from a qualified astrologer or palmist, then that person will feel empowered to do it. Say, hey, I love my career. I love what I'm here to do. And I feel a connection with God and everybody around me. You see, so the palmist's job and the astrologer's job is to bring out our individual identity, to bring out our talents and our abilities. It's said in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna that there may be billions and billions and trillions and billions of souls, but each soul is loved by the Supreme Creator, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And each one of us 
has a service to humanity and God that nobody could replace. We are irreplaceable. Even though there's billions of souls, we're irreplaceable. And we're completely loved by God and the goddess. Completely. We're irreplaceable. But if yeah, we're, and that if we're, it, we're unique, each one of us unique. is unique. And, we're unique. And we are unique. And when we, when we touch, when we see or recognize, and I love that word recognize, because literally when we recognize, you know, our uniqueness, I love it that. makes it real. It makes it reachable or inspirational, whatever, whatever resonates, but there's something about touching our uniqueness and knowing it and trusting it and then wanting to grow it. And then not even that wanting to share it with other people. That's why God and the goddess created us. They created us because we have a uniqueness and an individuality where we can give a specific type of our loving to them and they can give to us and we can give to others. In other yeah. words, love is individual. The way you show love to different people can never be replaced by anyone else. It's unique. Your ways of loving someone or anybody is unique. Right. It can never be duplicated. So love is but like a signature. It's love like is a, a signature. Love is like a signature. And and together with all of those signatures, it can perpetuate this exactly. evolution of consciousness, of humanity, exactly. of the multiverse, whatever, all and 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 infinitely beyond. And the soul expresses its individuality through the agency of the hands. And that's yes. why you, as you were saying earlier, even, even we have 10 fingerprints, none of these fingerprints are identical. No. What to speak of the billions of other fingerprints. So I love this. So individuality is a sign of the soul. The soul is an individual entity. And once we understand our our true identity, then we're unstoppable. Yes. And that is that element of the recognition of our, our uniqueness, our true identity. And then, you know, create almost seeking, searching, craving more of that to become more whole, to remember, to really remember our essence, who we are, that that string that you talked about in the heart, that tiny yes. string coming back to that tiny string. Let me ask you this one question in closing, especially for the audience. Are there exercises that we can do with the hands, you know, say we we want to express our leadership or we want to become more grounded. I don't I don't know, whatever. Are there exercises yeah. you can do with the hands through palmistry that you could share with us that that might be helpful for. Let's say a person is going through a quandary or indecision. You're thinking, okay. should I do this or should I do that or what should I do? Take the left hand, which is ruled by the right brain, which is the, the brain of intuition and inspiration and instinct, and bring it to, to the heart. And then ask your question, should I do this? Should I do that? Or what should I do? Sometimes even take the right hand and put it like this. It's the same thing if we're also going through a period of not just quandary or indecision, but we just want to connect more with others or life, or we just want to balance ourselves. Just like in the prayer, you bring the two hands together. And we, we were talking about this earlier. Well, this, this is this is the right hand and the right brain and the left hand. We're bringing this together. This is the prayer. Why does every religious system hold in this uh, idea together of these two hands? Because this is bringing the two brains together. And it's it's a harmonizing, it's a balance. And it's very, very powerful. 
Thank you. That's that's so helpful as far as remembering that at any given time when we are in duress or stress or indecision, it's just come back to the heart and bring the hands to the heart or bring the hands palms together to come into synastry or cohesion. Yes. Yes. It's as simple as that. And it's accessible, but that the hands speak, the hands have a language and they're connected to our innermost being, our unique innermost being. Vernon, this has been fascinating and illuminating and practical, which I am excited for people to dive in more. I know they can check out your books. They can also find you at the Palmistry Institute. Yeah, palmistryinstitute.com. Palmistryinstitute.com. And you do readings. You do palmistry sessions. You act. That's all I do. (laughs) That's all you do. So they can find you through your website and book an appointment. Yes, that's the best way. Yes, my website, palmistryinstitute.com has my email and it has my phone number. Amazing. So everyone, now you know how to reach out. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. It piqued your curiosity. And also, you saw a glimmer of your soul, your unique soul, and are curious to build more, grow more. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.